You know they want staring point, you know we straight to the point Boy Chris with assist, fast breaks like a joint splitting half Boy J with the J, we throwing heat, no gas, that's a touchdown pass You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Now they hardly can guard me like Dirk fade away You know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say Yeah, you know just how we coming, so it's nothing left to say They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the point They want staring point, you know we straight to the straight to the point Team 76 bringing us into episode number 141 I'm straight to the point. My name is Chris. Here are my guy, J-Dub. What up, what up, what up? On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. More than likely, you're going to hear this on a Wednesday, but you're also going to hear this before the NFL draft, which takes place on Thursday. We're going to talk about some of our news and notes and some of our ideas around the draft. We're also going to talk about what's latest, you know, the latest news and what's going on in the NBA playoffs. If your team hasn't swept, I don't know. I feel bad for you, I, you know, because, you know, I can't relate because my team swept. I feel bad for you, son. Got 99 problems, but the Nets ain't won. 38 years in the making. That's the, that's what the Sixers did. 38 years in the making. That was the last time we swept the team. Uh, okay. I think your math is a little off, but we'll no. see. 1980 was the last time we swept. 1980. Okay. Even if that was true, which is not, the math is still wrong. Yeah, it might, but, be, a little bit, it might be a little bit earlier than 1980. It was, it's been we'll, a minute. We'll get into that. But, Jared, let's start first with the NFL draft. Everyone kind of knows who the number one pick is going to be. You know, if you're Bryce Carolina, Young. you're taking Bryce Young from Alabama. But the real draft starts with number two. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of speculation that maybe it's Will Anderson. Maybe it's C.J. Stroud. If you're running the Houston Texans, Jared, what do you do with number two? I take C.J. Stroud. I take the quarterback that you know – out of all these quarterbacks, Bryce and CJ are the best two, hands down. They're the almost all these quarterbacks coming out actually are p- played in pretty big divisions or pretty big conferences. They've all gone against Georgia. Only two of these quarterbacks that look good against Georgia. Literally, only two guys out of Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, and CJ Stroud. Only two, which is Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. Bryce is beating Georgia. CJ Stroud had a very good chance of doing it. He was close. Most poised game we've ever seen in his in his collegiate career. And if you're the Texans, how how much longer can you try and sit and hold pack for the quarterback you want when you don't know what's going to happen any given season? I don't think the tank for Kill Williams is going to be worth it for them, knowing that they might not even be able to attain him. So you got to lock in C.J. Stroud now. I know they're trying to deter other people away from him, but you got to lock that in now and get just solidify your QB spot because how, how much longer can Texas fans handle Davis Mills as the starting QB? But you gotta realize it's not just it's not as cut and dry as you think. You have D'Amico Ryan's who came in from San Francisco. He saw how a high a high priced, high draft picked quarterback didn't work out in San Francisco, and they turned to the seventh round pick. I don't think that um the end all be all for Houston is just go get a quarterback. Now, if you're asking me who would I rather take, CJ Stroud or or Bryce Young, that's a different conversation versus who would I rather take from the Texans, CJ Stroud or Will Anderson Jr., who in that division, you're going to have to. You're going to need edge rushers. You're going to have a defensive-minded quarter or a coach. You're going to need edge guys to go chase the Trevor Lawrence's and the maybe Anthony Richardsons and you know <clears throat> whoever else is going to be in that AFC South with you. So you know whoever uh, Tennessee might get. You know it could be Tannehill. You know there's a lot of talk. It might be Will Levis. Who knows? But you're going to need defensive weaponry, and for for a team like Houston who 
they could, you know, they could go with the stat stop gap quarterback because that division, you know, you're fighting for number two at this point between Jacksonville, you know, is the clear number one in the division between Tennessee, Indianapolis, and Houston. That's who you're fighting with. And three of those teams ended up in the top 11 in the draft this year. So, you know, it's, it's not out the realm of possibility that Houston can make an incremental change at the quarterback position, but make a huge upgrade in their edge rushers and make a, you know, impair a competent quarterback with Damian Pierce and do some other options there and just band-aid and piecemeal another year and go get Caleb Williams if if that is so choose how you want to look man, at it. Man, take CJ. Because you don't we don't know, man, I'm so sick of this NFL teams tanking. You going we gonna the test is gonna tarnish D'Amico Ryan's first year if they gotta really tank again, knowing that the way you have to tank in 17 games, you it's gonna be abysmal. And the way the Texas is going through whack coaches, man. I'm, I'm yeah, but you think but think about it, right? What does CJ Stroud is no guarantee it makes that team any better. Now, you talk about a first year coach or the first year QB, at least you got a better prospect of saying, hey, we okay, can but, build together. But do you want to put a first year coach with a first year QB yeah. who's a defensive coach, though? Like, you don't really see too many defensive coaches get first year quarterbacks and it works well. I mean, who, what are they going to try? Wait for an offensive coordinator to just bring them out? I mean, if you're. I mean, if you're a defensive coach, you're going to need a. a they could have did that with Bienemy by now. Then they could have brought in Bienemy and said, "Hey, okay, come okay. Over. whatever you want to say about Bienemy, there's, there's, I, the only issue I would there. people have with Bienemy is the fact that they don't believe that he's the play caller, which he really hasn't been in San Diego. Okay, so we're we're going to see how we so go to Texas. He's going to see how he's in Washington. But if you were the Texans. They could have brought him in then if that was the real issue that they didn't have faith in D'Amico Ryan knowing how to create an offense and run an offense himself as well. So, I, if you're no, the no, Texas no, 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 that's not that's not my point. My point wasn't that D'Amico Ryan doesn't know how to run an offense. My point is that usually when you have a defensive coach, that the offensive part gets delegated to offensive coordinator. Do you yeah, want because defensive don't coaches you, aren't that good. It, it, but here's the thing: there's a is a, a mindset when you have a. First-year coach, do you want to pair him with a first-year quarterback, or would you rather have a veteran quarterback who you don't necessarily have to worry about as a first-year coach? And then that way you can focus your attention on, you know, your specialty and where you want to kind of put your handprints on this abysmal football team that's clearly picking second for a reason. I mean, at this point, I would just take – I would still take CJ. And you still have – it's not like Mills is going anywhere. Bring in CJ. And if CJ if, – if Mills out battles – CJ Stride, and like, let's say they have a little QB competition. If he out battles, and then all right, CJ got to sit, and he's going to no, 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 no. You don't bring in a second overall quarterback for a for a uh, competition, not with Davis Mills. No, you don't because yeah. if, because if CJ loses to Davis Mills, they, that looks that's that looks terrible. Awfully so you, but I don't see him losing do regardless. That. I don't see him losing yeah, regardless. But, you, but you don't even put a possibility in the oh, air. A miracle would have to really take place. But nah, you don't. No, don't don't even don't even put yourself in that position where you have to kind of be in that situation. Because, I mean, no. I mean how, no, how, how much are we saying that Kill Williams is better than CJ? Like, it's not like this. I don't I mean, think it's a steep cliff. That's it's not, not that I mean, big of a gap. You don't know. I'm, 
I like Caleb Williams a lot, but I don't think he's much better. But than Caleb Williams isn't the isn't the comparison point. I'm talking about the mindset. Well, I'm just saying if if they were if they were to take Will Anderson over CJ Stroud, then I'm just like okay, then then you truly believe that you're going to try and go after CJ Stroud the next year. Then how much better do these scouts well, who, believe that he is? Who knows if it's who knows if it's Caleb Williams next year or who they could try to be trying to get. You Man, know? Get, if you take Will Anderson, go get Lamar. Just let's lock that in. Just go get Lamar. Okay, lock okay, that's. And that might be a possibility. That's we the only option I see. If you don't do that's the only option I'm looking at. You're a number two pick, and you know you're not taking CJ Stroud. Because I, I darn sure know Will Evans should not be a number two pick. I know speculation has gambling odds have him at like now minus or plus four fifty for the first pick or plus sixty for the second pick. It's not happening. Will Evans out he he looks like he has potential, but he's not going to learn to. It's that that's not going down. So where do you think Levis goes? Will Levis? Oh. Yeah. Do you think he goes to, to Indianapolis at four? There's talk about Tennessee at eleven. There's there's a huge possibility he goes at four. You're looking at the way that he's kind of risen lately in this past couple of weeks, where before he was like a plus forty five hundred to go in the top ten, which is again believable because you talk about the arrogance that they said that he had coming in. The arm strength is there, but he's not. His pro day wasn't great. Like I really watched his pro day. It wasn't that great. It was, it was the arm strength was spectacular, yes, but one, like how much can you really rely on that knowing that you, you have Anthony Richardson who has the same type of athleticism, arm strength, and they're still both raw prospects. So I don't I don't know if you really say, oh, the intangibles are better for Willis. He didn't he hasn't showcased that yet. So I think if you're the Colts, if you're just saying I'm gonna take the best overall QB. Then you're throwing your hat in the ring, saying I'm take Anthony Richardson because of the fact that he does have he had a pretty good season this year. His throwing arm was a little bit more accurate than Will Levis, but Will Levis was also who did he really have the throw to? Right, like if you look at that Kentucky roster, it's question marks around like everything he had. Like that offensive line left as well. Like I think like a lot of those guys left going into this season. So he's, he's probably in a one-man uphill battle, and he, he has some very good games. So I, I guess – I, I don't know. I don't, the Colts are really an outlier for me because there's been so many rumors of either one at this either point. Either one, and I think that the Colts – Did that on purpose, for sure. And not even that did on purpose, but I think they're, they're going to – there's going to be a curveball there because there's going to be a team that we're not talking about that's going to try to move the three yep. to with Arizona. Maybe if Arizona thinks that Houston may take Will Anderson, maybe they're maybe they're like, okay, well, if we're not going to get our guy, we're going to fall back because we don't need a quarterback. Because I don't, I wouldn't. Because like you, you talked about Tennessee, I, I wouldn't see Tennessee maybe not considering trading up for a QB if Malik so Willis. Wow, I don't see why they. Yeah, but like, is 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 Malik Willis done after a year? From what the reports are, is that they they're out on him. They they think they've seen enough to know that he's not at the level they either want him to be or at the level he's going to ever showcase to them, which yeah, I don't I, think is fair at all at this point in time. That's a crazy – It's a skewed criteria. But that's a – like, look at what he was up against. Look at what he had. Look like, at what, that roster. Right, that roster. Outside was, of Derrick like, Henry, who, what weapons does Tennessee have? Like, it's, it's such a bad downgrade to say, oh, yeah, he was supposed to turn it around with a coming off of an injury, Traylon Burks. Robert Woods has regressed to the point where he's either getting hurt mid-game, calf issues another game, or he's just like, you know he has, he still he could probably still move or he still has it because he's not like he's a bad receiver, just he just doesn't have that oomph in him anymore. And then 
Who was he? Else was he throwing to? Westbrook is there, I believe. But he didn't have anybody, so he had to ride his legs and Derrick Henry, and that's not getting you anywhere. Right. The and the problem is they didn't even let him throw the ball. I remember nope. that Kansas City game distinctly. Yep. He maybe threw the ball twelve times, but he had some great throws. He had a Mariota game, and that that's never going to win you any football games. But how many times is Tennessee going to go? So, like, if I'm Tennessee, I don't want the same type quarterback because Anthony Richardson, uh, Marcus Mariota, I would rather Levis, Vince Young. You've seen, you've been down this road plenty of times. Go the opposite way and go get Levis if that's what you want. If you're going to go get a quarterback, because you've been doing what, Chris? The I'm sorry, I mean, I don't think they're going to get a quarterback. I think they're going offensive line. But go ahead. Yeah, they have to. To be honest, because you just lost Lawan this year. They let Lawan walk, so yeah. So, but it's just like you you just. I'm looking at like the only quarterback that's been the ally for them that's relatively decent has been Tannehill. Like when you're talking about, that's not the prototypical. Mobile quarterback, but also Tannehill, but Tannehill, Tannehill also fits that mold too. That that kind of moving around, mobile ish quarterback. Yeah, he fits I, I that mean, mold ish, too. Ish, I ish. guess the ish is like when he actually like, decides to move. Think about it. Because think about it. All those guys were are mobile ish. Yeah, and they have an arm ish. Like I see what you're saying. Yeah, Young was the best arm they had, but everybody yeah, but, else been ish. But he wasn't the best quarterback they had. Like think no, about he wasn't the best quarterback they had. You know, just come on now. No, no, I didn't. I'm not saying he was like the best quarterback there. I'm just saying like yeah, that. but yeah. When you talk about how far you can throw the ball, he probably. But had no, the best no, but look at comparison's sake. They haven't had a decent. Nope. Who was the best quarterback they've had in the last what 20 years? Kerry Collins, maybe. maybe like come on now, maybe. Like Tennessee needs to go get a quarterback before they ASAP. Like, no, I'm be honest with like, you. Build up everything before getting a quarterback at this point. But, but yeah, but that also goes to how do you want to build a team? But you have a defensive minded coach in Vrabel, who, if they can't get it together on offense and they keep having these eight and eight, five hundred ish type seasons, how long before Vrabel gets the axe? You know what I'm saying? They just brought a new uh, GM in. Usually GMs want to hire their own guys. So how long before Vrabel starts filling the hot seat? I, this season. It, it's, what are we this season, depending on what they do? It's this season. Then, um, man, I'm, I'm just – Titans, I don't know. They're a huge question mark because Derrick Henry potentially is on the, the trade block with Kevin Bard. Eagles might be getting Derrick Henry. Huge for us. Um, I mean, that's that's what Akbar Bihabiel Miller said. <laughs> he he trying to make his break into the uh, NFL NLC. Maybe if he gets that right, if he gets that Listen, right, any, he, any he, ex- he will be on TV. Any excuse for me to say Akbar Baha be a Miller, I'm gonna take it. Yeah, man. Listen, you got it right though. Your pronunciation was spot on. Thank you, thank you. I messed it up the first time, but the second time, <laughs> I think I got it. He was getting Derrick Henry, which changed the trajectory, but it still would change the trajectory of my. But here, analysis for the Eagles. So who do you have at you know? So who is your top pick? Your top pick is Bryce Young. You think CJ is going number two? Yes. Do you think that Will Anderson goes three to, to Arizona? Absolutely. So who goes who goes four to Indianapolis? Richardson or Levis? I, I think Richardson. All right, Richardson goes to four. So then, is it Seahawks any, is five? Right? Seahawks is five. You think they take Jalen Carter? Or you think he drops? I think, That's a lock. I think Carter's I, a lock. I think Carter goes, but I would not be surprised if they took Tyree Wilson. I also wouldn't be surprised he's, if they traded. I also wouldn't be surprised if they traded out that pick for a team that wants to go and potentially jump Tennessee. If anyone thinks Tennessee is taking Levis at eleven, which is again draft, which is draft, 
or a team or a team that may want to jump in front of six, which I believe is uh, Oak uh, Vegas, because mm. I think Vegas needs to draft a corner. Because the secondary, that, little... I think Gonzalez might be the first. Corner right. So, like, so if you, I'm sorry, six is Detroit. Still so need Detroit. a corner as well. Detroit needs a corner. I think Gonzalez goes six to Detroit, and then seven. I think you get Devin Witherspoon. Yep, both lock them I both think, out. They're, I think they're they, going. I think I think that Witherspoon's at seven. Then you have eight, nine, and ten. Ten being Philadelphia. So, Jared, where where do you think eight and nine shakes out? Um, did you are you already again? You you said it's an if. So if you're talking about just going at. <laughs> I'm saying Jalen Carter is being taken at five to Seattle. Five to Seattle. I think that's where Tyree Wilson falls to eight. Okay, so you you have Wilson at eight, and then nine. Who because the Falcons, I feel like the, if you're the Falcons are either going to take a lineman, which would then be Skaronski, or they go D tackle because that defense they, they solidify here, that. Defense. So here, so here's the thing, right? You're not going to like who I think Atlanta takes at eight. Is it Nolan Smith? No. Is it Jack Smith and Jibba? No. Bijan Robinson? It's Bijan Robinson. I wouldn't be mad at that. I, mean, I think Bijan. I think Bijan eight because if you 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 have a young quarterback in uh, uh, Desmond Ritter, right? Sorry, I was blanking on his name. And you pair him with Bijan, Kyle Pitts. Tyler Algier, Drake London, that offense is young, can grow, and can be explosive in two to three years. Like, mm-hmm. we could be talking about Atlanta having a top five offense with all of those weapons. So I think that if you're Atlanta, I mean, you can't go wrong with, with anything, right? Because you shore up your defense and free agency. They've got a lot of, you know, Jesse Bates is there. you got a lot of pieces now in, in Atlanta on defense. So you can go Bijan at eight. And jump and basically, you know, if you think Philadelphia is taking them at ten, jump Philadelphia, take Bijan at eight, and then you have these options there. Either way, like you don't have to necessarily take a running back; you can take whatever. Nine, I think Chicago takes. I think Chicago takes uh, Skaronski from North uh, Northwestern, the, the, the lineman. And then ten, I think the I, the more I think about, it, the more I think the Eagles trade down. We have to now that you you you've really got rid of all my picks. So all the picks that the Eagles could potentially get gone. And that's and that's why I think, and that's why I think the Eagles are trading down. I think the Eagles are gonna trade down to about twenty to twenty one. Nah, you, you trade down like fifteen. You would probably make the trade with the But I don't I don't know but here's fifteen is what the Jets now? You would trade with the, the Jets. Jets. Nah, you could trade with actually you could trade with you the could, Jets. You could trade with the Jets, but the Jets unless the Jets are comfortable at fifteen because they're one pick ahead of New England. I don't, but you don't. Even, the Jets don't even. I'm sorry, the Jets. No, 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 I'm sorry. With the, with the Rogers trade, the Jets are. 15. The Jets got 15. The instead of 13. Green Bay got 13. 13 to to right. trade with the Jets, the Jets then get a top 10 pick to help solidify whatever they want with Rogers offense and defense. A, and that's a good. I mean, and that's a and good then option Eagles, as well. Eagles could then take Nolan Smith because I don't think no no offense Nolan Smith. I really like him out of Georgia. I just don't know if he's top 10 worthy because there's a lot of other guys I'm taking in the top 10 before I say, oh yeah, I'm taking him top 10. No, he's coming off an injury as well. And, and I then think they, he could flex the Eagles. Yeah, and and then I think either way, like I think they would really love to get Jalen Carter if they could. Right? Who, the Eagles? Yeah. Yeah. If Jalen Carter was the father ten, we're taking him at ten. 
Definitely, I agree. That's with the you. easiest Howie Roseman pick. I don't. Ever. I don't think he falls to ten. Like I don't no. think he falls past five. He doesn't fall past. No, he doesn't fall past five. If so, we're saying out of, if we saw what Chris, I'm sorry, two years ago, who who do the, the Jags take as the uh, number one overall pick? Trey uh, Trayvon Walker. Trayvon Walker. You're telling me that potentially, if we're talking about Will Anderson at two, the Texans will say no. Let's just take Jalen Carter at two. Like just random because nobody thought Trayvon Walker was going one. Nobody thought yeah, that. But the problem with that one, the problem with that draft is there was no clear cut one. There was. You're, you're right. There was no clear cut one. There's a clear cut one. Clear cut two. There's no clear cut two because if I'm if I'm Houston, if I if I if if Demico Ryan said yo I want Jalen Carter at two, he's taking him. He's taking him. You know you have so your, you have your pick. So I'm just like there's just this there's any possibility after Bryce. I just know the Eagles have to the, trade ten at this the point. Funny, the crazy part, the crazy part is right. If if for whatever reason Houston doesn't take a quarterback at two, the Arizona phone is going to be off the hook for teams trying to jump Indianapolis. Yes, because the quarterback bonanza is going to be wild. And, and who knows? And who knows? Because Lamar's still out there. Could we see Lamar traded on draft night? Could we see it? Yes. Okay. But Jared, before we end, the, before we transition off the draft, give me your one player that isn't getting enough love that you think can make a major impact in their, you know, for for whatever team they get drafted. Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't even like Ohio State players. Like Chris, you know, I don't like Ohio State. I'm not, I'm nothing against him. They produce very great talent. I just, yeah. Uh, he's going to be good, though. Like, very good. I know he's coming off the injury. He really didn't play in the playoffs. He really didn't play this season at all. Let's just be realistic. But he's very good. Like, if you're talking about just, like, say, Eagles trade back and draft him, dude. I know people are saying they're scared of us getting Bijan Robinson. But if you add him as our slot receiver, replace him. For that we had Quez Watson, you replaced Quez with him. I don't know how you stop the Eagles' offense, right? I just don't know how you stop it. Even if without showing up the running back position, you have Rashad Penny and Gainwell and Boston Scott as your tan, your trifecta. You're talking about a team that's going to have Dallas Goddard, AJ Brown, who's locked in, Devonta Smith, who gets locked in after this season, and then you'll have Jack Smith and Jigba for years to come. There's just no stopping that offensive unit. That you can potentially have. And then it's not even just for the Eagles. There's a lot of other teams that the Patriots, for instance, could use a receiver. You throw him into the mix, he's Mac Jones number one immediately. He's right. going to help here's, them in the division. Here's the, that thing, right? here's, the thing. here's the thing. And I'm glad you mentioned New England. There's a lot of talk around Mac Jones being on the trade block. Maybe yep. New England is saying, okay, the Jets went and got their quarterback. Miami's, you know, Miami's still a threat. We don't know how Tua is, what Tua is going to be looking like. Still a threat. They are a threat. They just got Jalen Ramsey. Still a threat. Jalen Ramsey and then Buffalo's a threat. Mm -hmm. Maybe New England's on their phone at three. Like, yo, we need a quarterback. Could that that be a possibility? There's a huge possibility that could happen. And then at the end, that's why I'm like, there's so many teams, I think. Jackson, like you said, my sleeper. He's not really a sleeper because he's going in the first round, but he's so, like, nobody, I saw, nobody's really talking about him. I know he was on the media today on SportsCenter, but it wasn't still the conversation of where, like, where do you put yourself as the highest in the receiving class and stuff oh. like that? Where do you compare yourself? It was just like them just say, hey, how do you feel about being a potential draft kid and stuff like that? No, this dude's good. Like, he's a good receiver. He's right. just not talked about it. Yeah, anymore. definitely. And I think that 
I mean, it's a possibility that Smith and Jigba and Stroud both end up on the on the Texans, you know. And if that happens, there's a possibility. That, we've you're, seen you're that. You're looking at a good a good system listen, going forward. Listen, we've seen that in in, in Cincinnati with Chase yep. and Burrow. So it's not out the realm of possibility. I think my sleeper candidate and someone who's not going to not get enough love that may be able to con- con- to contribute right away is Jameer Gibbs, the running mm. back from Alabama. You know, being next to Bijan, you're not going to get as much publicity, but all Jameer Gibbs did is produce, is be effective at Alabama. And Alabama running running backs hold weight. They have talent. They produce in the NFL, except for Trent Richardson. But you will get a guy like Jameer Gibbs and some guys, some people have him as the, as the number one running back. You know, they, they think he's better than Bijan. They think he's more going to be more effective in the next level than Bijan. I, I'm I'm very you know interested to see how he translates and what team he goes to. If he goes to a team with a solid offensive line and he can he can produce out the backfield, I think he'll he'll put up some numbers and catch some people's attention that really weren't paying attention to him before. This is when I thought the Eagles were in for you know and for him at a can as a candidate to be picked at thirty. Now, it all depends on what happens with you know if they take Bijan at ten, then obviously you're not going to take Gibbs at thirty. But I think if they're there at thirty and Gibbs is there, I think Gibbs might be in play. I, I know how. I know. I know. I know. Roseman doesn't uh, doesn't value running backs, but you look at the, all those teams in that mix. He could fit in on any of those teams mm-hmm. and be effective on day one. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I actually. I think he goes higher than thirty. To be honest with you, I, I have him at twenty one to the Chargers. I think that that makes sense, um, especially with Eckler. Yep, Eckler trying to get why. traded and uh, switched my whole board up that Eckler stuff, and he's been yeah. on podcast talking about. And, and, and who knows where Eckler ends up? I think Eckler could end up in Washington as a sleeper candidate. You know, that'll piss me off. And I think, and I think you put the enemy with Eckler, and I, I think that would be nasty. But speaking of nasty, let's transition over to the NBA playoffs. Draymond coming off the bench. Dylan Brooks calling Braun old and then getting 22 and 20 put on his head. That's 40. Uh, That's 40. That is 40. That is 40. Uh, Ja flying through the air like Superman. The sweep, like we said, with the Sixers. Atlanta pushing Boston to a game six. Miami, Jimmy Butler dropping double nickel plus one. Jared, what has been you know, the the thing that caught your eye this playoffs so far. The Knicks Cavs series is crazy. I didn't think the Knicks were gonna go up three one. They just look so didn't, much better. Didn't mention the them on purpose, Jared, because your boy ready to jack RJ Barrett. That's your case. I'm a, I'm a Villanova fan. Brunson and uh, Josh Hart. Aaron, uh RJ Barrett with the glue in his hands. He was hooking that game. Was he cooking. was cooking, and and also, you you talking to me about the decision of Tibbs to sit Julius Randle down. Gotta sat him down too. The way he was playing, oh, he was gonna cost him that game if he had kept playing. What was he shooting like one for nine with like seven points or something like that? He was basically playing as AD was playing the other night versus the Grizzlies. The only difference is AD's defensively a unit still. Julius Randle's a liability if he's not getting buckets. There's no offense to him, but this is what you are. 
Unit is a is a very strong descriptor. It's not though. Of, it's really not. Andy. Like Andy he's, Davis is one of the very, best defenders in the league. Uh, very. He good. is though. He, he's not a very. If 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 Andy Davis could just arguably okay. just stay healthy, which never happens. You, yeah. you know what you, you know what you, you call. Him. You know you know what you yes. A D N P. But he's very better on defense than almost every defensive player of the year we've had in the past two years. He's been a better. He's he's not, arguably not a better the current player. one. Not the current one. He's not better. No, he's not better than the current one, Jaron Jackson. But he's better. He was better than Rudy Gobert, and he was better than Giannis. The problem. The problem with okay. The problem with AD in the paint is he gets. You know, like you. You know how some guys kind of think twice about even even Gobert. Like you know, Gobert get the game doing. But like even people kind of somewhat think twice about Gobert, even though he's an eight foot traffic cone. AD get no respect. They just going to just dunk on AD head. He'll get that block and keep it pushing. Because he had, what, three blocks uh, the other night when he was shooting abysmal. Three blocks, two steals. He played a good game. He's, he was he, he actually kept them in it when it came to the defensive end because his offense was so bad. That's just that's the, exactly the best way you could describe how he had to play that game because he just did not show his bet foot forward on the offensive end. He looked horrible. Is that because Jaron Jackson is a good defender? Yeah, possibly, but... There's also the fact that did he hurt his hip? Yeah, that's a huge factor. They're talking about he's going to need around-the-clock maintenance on that hip. The, the, the injury prones that we're talking about when it comes to these two generational bigs of Embiid and Andy Davis is crazy at this point, but what he does on that defensive end is a lot better than what Julius Randle could do on the defensive end, which is why they, in the, the context we're talking about, sat him down. Tom Dillow said, no what, bro, we, it's middle of the third quarter. They coming back. We we was up. We was up fifteen. They cut it to six. Got it. We gotta make a decision. Tim's basically did what I want wanted people to do with Doc Rivers is deport him. He basically told him get off the court and don't come back. Like get it's comfortable. Doc Hartow. You know what I'm saying? He basically said get, com- get like, comfortable on the bench. It is nothing wrong with that because they're gonna close out this series probably in Cleveland. To be honest with you, because I've seen we've seen enough to know that yes. The Cavs have some talent. The bench is horrendous. Mitchell, 11 points. Like, that's not enough. This is the Mitchell we know. He had some big games. He's had some bad games. The rest of the team just isn't to be found. You could tell for some of these guys, it's their first playoff experience. For others, yes, they're second. But it's their second where they didn't even think they were going to be the seeding that they're at. You know? You, you know? So it's like. Are you telling me that Cleveland can't come back from a 3-1 deficit? Not without LeBron, they can't. Okay. All right. Fair point. Uh, Jared, anything else uh, that catches your eye around the league? I know for me, uh, I think Atlanta pushing Boston to the game six is yeah, what caught my attention the most. Just lost even, my part away. Even outside of – yeah, yeah, same. Even outside of, like, what's Miami's going on with Milwaukee because you can see the Giannis injury. But no one's hurt for Boston. Nope. You know, everyone in Boston is still intact, but Atlanta – is is back to doing what Atlanta does, which is just hang around, hang around, hang around. Like I thought, Atlanta was cooked. Dude, I'm they, not going to lie. Actually, are but you know, they they are, but they are, but you know, we, we it might be a little delusional right now. But you got to right? play for Dejounte after he got suspended. You got to play for Dejounte, right? Uh, not even just to play for Dejounte. <laughs> you got to play to keep your season alive. Like, who wants to end their season in Boston? Their season's over. But you got at this who point, wants to end their season in Boston? Yeah, go end it in Atlanta where you could just, you know, go drown your sorrows away with some chicken wings. I was I thought you was gonna say something else. I was gonna say this is a family show. 
But there is there is a lot of uh there's a lot of leeway with that Atlanta series. I think Atlanta would be a much better team next year when you have a full offseason of Quinn Snyder. But they have to figure out what they're gonna do with DeJounte and Trey. Like they, they can't I mean Quinn can make that work. They gotta figure out what they're gonna do with John Collins. It's uh, something gotta give. Yeah, something gotta give. Something I mean John Collins had a John Collins had a good game today, twenty points, couple threes, but that was cool. Like, it, it's very You're not consistent. As an outsider looking in, it's it, it's very tobe like. Baby Tobias, you know what I'm saying? Like he's right. He's very Tobias. He's running Tobias Harris at this point. Like he steps up similar, in the game that matters. Similar, 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 similar build, similar mindset, similar play style, similar contract demand, similar output. Very I think, similar. I think the Nets need to figure it out as well. No offense to the Nets, but all offense to the Nets. I mean, all offense to the Nets because they thought they weren't getting swept. It's just one guys are posing and posting Instagram pics like they didn't just get swept. Like Nick Claxton is hilarious to me. I like it because I think he's actually a good big. We need more good big men in the league. But it's like you posted yourself standing over in bead after just being swept. Nobody really talks about it, but this man's been swept back to back season so far. <laughs> like, why yeah, don't he? Like, he's not back to back. He's not the face of the Nets. Like, he's not care. at all. But oh, McKell no, versus the face. McKell versus being swept hurts her no, so bad. No one's going to be like, yeah, uh, Nick Nick Claxton uh, playoff resume. Like, no one playoff does. resume would be crazy because if you really start, you start off a conversation with Nick Claxton playoff resume. It's, Swept by Boston, swept by the Sixers, swept by the same two teams in your division. That, that that's not a way to start your career off as a guy that said, "Oh yeah, I'm on the rise." Eh. Like he's not the face of the team. He's not. But the they got to figure out what they want to do with Royce O'Neal because Chris, did you know he shot nineteen percent from the three point line in the series? That's a, still playing basketball. Like that's only nineteen more percent than you and I. <laughs> at that point, he could have shot zero because I would have played him. So. Um, you, you look at all the talent that they do have, but where would they be if it wasn't for Kyrie and KD keeping that record afloat, right? So now you're going to next season. Where would it. they be? I think another. I think a full year of Bridges. I think they just need to add a couple of different pieces. I don't even know if a full year of Bridges is going to make. They them need better. a. They need a. They need a, a true stout big. Like they, unless they're going to play this amalgamation small ball big all the time with Claxton, they need like a. Like I'm just trying to think of an example of a guy they could probably go out and get. Like a Luca Garza from Detroit. He's he's like the fifth big in Detroit. Detroit has like uh-uh. eight big. Is he still on Detroit? I think he's, he's born, I, right? I'm pretty sure he's still in Detroit. I uh, honestly, the way they went through bigs this offseason, I me, all right. Hold on, let me reach out to the research. They right could here. be, yeah. I'm gonna say, bro, yes, we're not commenting. I'm looking to the research room. He plays no, for the Timberwolves. You know the Timberwolves. Ah, well, right. they, they, well he, they need a they, he got that's four bigs on that roster as well. Bigs. Listen, it still works, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they need they need bigs. they need a guy who can like even like a, a Hartenstein, like for the net uh, for the Knicks. They could take Daniel Gafford. Zubak. Yeah, Daniel Gafford. They need that big that that they lost when Jared Allen left. Yeah. And if they want to play two bigs, like Okay, so be it, but they need a, a bigger big so they can like the problem is they can't body and nobody can really, but they can't bang with Embiid. Nope. And they can't bang like if a team has a, a quality big, they just exploit them. So I think that if you're if you're Brooklyn, that's that's kind of number one on my radar is maybe I draft a, a big, maybe the guy what's the dude name from Purdue? 
He just uh oh, shoot. But maybe oh Edie. Maybe it's Edie oh, from, you're talking from about Zach Edie. Yeah, I mean, Zach Edie. Yeah, maybe it's Edie. Maybe it's somebody like that that you can go and acquire in the draft. So I think that that's what that's what help would help fill out their roster. You know what helped fill out their roster? They just can't get Victor Webanyama. Oh, that boy would be nice on Mikael Bridges. That boy would be nice. It's not happening though because the Nets don't deserve that. Just putting it out there, they don't deserve. Yeah, that. No. They already got Mikael Bridges. They got more than they need, they needed in life. Sixers, Chris. Oh man, where you at? Yeah, you ready to you ready to hop on the the train with me? Ready to hop on the conference no. finals bandwagon? No, we swept. Yeah. We did. You said you would be surprised if we swept. I was surprised I, as well. I did say I would be surprised. They they had a great uh great clutch winning game three, and mm-hmm. B didn't really have a great game, but he still had fourteen and ten, and B didn't play game four, um, and they won and swept. My concern obviously is Embiid's health as usual, as usual. Um. But also, it's also, can this team stand up to the pressure? I thought in game three, they were about to fold, and they didn't. I thought in game four, they were about to fold, and they didn't. So, as someone who's watched the Sixers a lot, I'm waiting for the the other shoe to drop. I'm waiting for the disappointment. I'm waiting for the inevitable heartbreak, because I know it's coming. Mm. But when does it come? Do you... Do you build my expectations so so high up that I have no choice? You know, like, like I'm watching, and I, I don't. I usually don't get excited for the for the Sixers because I'm waiting for the for the eventual heartbreak, you know. And they don't fold in Game Three, and they don't get fold in Game Four, and Boston can't put away Atlanta, and and Boston can't put away Atlanta again, and. Maybe you start to think like, okay, maybe maybe Atlanta can pull this off. And if Atlanta pulls off the comeback, Chris. But then it's like, then it's like, dude, can the Sixers beat Atlanta? And it's like, you think they can, but you thought they can last time, and <laughs> you don't. You you kind of you kind of don't know if they can beat Boston, but I think the satisfaction of them beating Boston would be would be great. So you let yourself kind of roam as this fan, and then I, I just I I don't know. I I just don't know. I don't know where my head would be at. I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm not there yet. I respect it. I'm all in still. Listen, I wasn't there on the Super Bowl until they beat San Francisco. So, Hey, it takes a while. Thankfully, they announced it beat with an LCL sprain, which I'm told and I've read a lot of reports on it. It depends on the severity. It could be a weak injury. Like, it could be like he could feel better in a week, to be honest. He still has to wear a brace because you don't want to tear anything else, but – you can be healthier in a week. So there's optimism where if, if he's in a brace, I don't think he can't not still be dominant. It's just how how much of it is it going to be a liability to the game that he plays when it comes to the defensive unit he's been lately in this postseason, knowing that the double teams are here. He is getting doubled ferociously. And then how good is he going to be on the rebounding? Because this is the most rebounds I've ever seen Joel Embiid really get when it comes to like locking in, trying to grab those extra rebounds, playing with P.J. Tucker, getting the rebounds like, and beat almost had a 2020 game himself in what game two of this yeah, uh, yeah, 19, first round. Uh, 20 and 19. So it's just like this is again, like we've seen Embiid do this, but he's doing it on a more prolific. So rate. here's the thing about Embiid's rebounds is the Nets aren't playing anybody his size. Yeah. I mean, but then again, remember Embiid's always like a fadeaway guy. He's not really down yeah, there but like, bodies. No one's there. Like yeah, he's there, by... the next series, he'll they'll be there. Oh, they'll definitely be there. Even if it's Atlanta, he's going to get Okongu and he's going to get Capella 
And mm-hmm. if it's Boston, he's going to get all those terrorists. So, <laughs> okay. All those terrorists is wild. All them operatives. People of Boston deserve no peace. None. I mean, their former head coach is now head coach of the Houston Rockets. Shout out Ime Udoka. Shout out to Ime Udoka. He's, he's, he's where they say Stop. it's a state, state where there's a lot of uh, fun parties going on. Party stock, way up. Party stock, way up. Way up. <laughs> the people of Boston, way down. And I also called the uh, Nick Nurse firing as well. I, I I think I said it in the last pod. I saw him getting fired, and it happened. Like a, maybe like three, four days later, he got well, fired. Maybe he could take Dwayne Casey job again in Detroit. Which is more than I mean. Well, Dwayne Casey is now a front office man. He, he's found like, his way to continue to be a part of the NBA team. Like like know? I said, like I said, maybe he can take Dwayne Casey job in Detroit. Higher ups, you know. Hey, it's possible because Stephen Silas out and me made Doka's in. Nick Nurse needs a job somewhere. Yeah, I agree. So, Jared, before we wrap this up, anything uh, else we can talk about? No, man. Philly stink. Yes, I agree. Jared, <laughs> we had uh, our conversation off air. I just want to know, I just want everybody to know, Jared called Jamal Murray and Anthony Edwards going crazy in, uh, what was that, game two? Yeah. Yeah, Jared called that. So, I just want to put that on the record. Jared called that. But he also um, believes that ADNP is better than Jaron Jackson. He won't admit it, but he believes it. I believe. Wait, wait, what? You believe that ADNP Anthony Davis, always also known as always down, okay, or always disabled, yes, is a better player than Jaron Jackson Jr. the the defending defensive player of the year. Yes, Anthony Davis is better than Jared Jackson Jr. At this very moment, if I'm starting, you know, if I have a draft and I have to pick between AD and Jaron Jackson Jr., I'm taking Jaron Jackson Jr. Because you're a hater. You're crazy. You're not, 100, you're not 100 times out of 100. No way. See, that's just where you're losing. 100 times out of 100. That's just where you lose me in life because there's no way. Anthony Davis, I'm still taking him. I'm not taking Anthony. I'm not taking Mr. Glass. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. Unbreakable. Would you thought they called me Mr. Glass? Yes. Yes, they do. That's so crazy. So thank yeah. y'all for listening to another episode. Nah, 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 I don't want to hear no rebuttal, Jared. <laughs> so thank <laughs> y'all for listening to another episode of Straight to the Point. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in. Um, hey, AD, it's all jokes. You know, all jokes. It's not. He's a hater. No, I'm, not. <laughs> I'm a hater, but it's all jokes. Bradley Bill, on the other hand, deserves no sleep like Boston. <laughs> You're, wow, dude. <laughs> We're a rated podcast on iTunes, so if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Make sure you follow Straight to the Point on all your favorite socials. It's at STTP Podcast. Make sure you follow me at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at underscore Jim Hughes. Definitely follow the podcast. We're rising and growing. Chris, I think we're going to be on Spotify now soon, depending on what's going on with us we're, trying to... We're on Spotify now. Oh, then whatever's going on with our login, we got to figure that out. Spotify. Call us. Please, because we got to figure it out. We have questions.